Is this man Wakandan or not? Teta, speak. I'm standing in your house, serving justice to a man who stole your vibranium and murdered your people. Justice your king couldn't deliver. I don't care that you brought Claw. Only reason I don't kill you where you stand is because I know who you are. Now what do you want? I want the throne. <laughs> hey, you, the tuna. <laughs> Y'all sitting up here comfortable. Must feel good. It's about two billion people all over the world that looks like us, but their lives are a lot harder. Wakanda has the tools to liberate them all. And what tools are those? Vibranium. Your weapons. Our weapons will not be used to wage war on the world. It is not our way to be judge, jury, and executioner for people who are not our own. Not your own. But didn't life start right here on this continent? So ain't all people your people? I am not king of all people. I am king of Wakanda. And it is my responsibility to make sure our people are safe and that vibranium does not fall into the hands of a person like you. Son, we have entertained the charlatan for too long. Reject his request. Oh, I ain't requesting nothing. Ask who I am. You're Eric Stevens. An American black operative. A mercenary nicknamed Killmonger. That's who you are. That's not my name, princess. Ask me, King. No. Ask me. Take him away. Ungubani! Indingu in Jadaka! Unyanaka Njogu! Huh? Unyanaka Njogu? I found my daddy with panther claws in his chest! You ain't the son of a king, you are the son of a murderer! Who you see, son? Lies! I'm afraid not, Queen Mother. <gasps> what? You? In the end, I took Njogu. Hey, Auntie. I'm exercising my blood right. The challenge for the mantles of King and Black Panther. Do not do this, T'Challa. As the son of Prince Injobu, he is within his rights. He has no rights here. The challenge will take weeks to prepare. Weeks? I don't need weeks. The whole country ain't gotta be there. I just need him and somebody to get me out of these chains. T'Challa, what do you know of this? I accept your challenge. she named you boy i flamed up so quick like i got so hot so fast uh, and my fucking you know what i'm saying pops had to grab me he was like no 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 calm down you need to you need to calm down like you really need to calm down i was like no nah, man i ain't trying to hit none of that goofy ass shit bro like she really just tried me bro like i do not appreciate that shit like yo 
290 came out, came all the way up out of me, boy. It was ugly, right? <laughs> so, but still, it's still rooted in the whole idea of my African name meaning something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think one <clears throat> answer to your question is why now? Hold on. Niggas gotta get their drink. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, welcome back to the Children of the Podcast. Now? I'm sitting here with my with my family, my 290 West Side crazy cousin who's staying out of Philly doing? now. Huh. My boy, I know him as Big Will. I call him the, the African Toby and Wigate, because that's what he looked like um, to me. Uh Orlakachi Hezekiah. <laughs> boy, Will. Will. Yo, you said that just like your damn daddy, boy. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, yes, this is going to be a real African-ass episode, okay? Let, let, yes, sir. We're just going to put that shit out there right Bo now. Ibokwenu. <laughs> Ibokwenu, eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Kuzo, what's the word, man? I, I ain't, we, we ain't talked since the last time I was in Philly, like two years ago, before this whole pandemic shit started, man. Right. So, so you was updating me on some shit off camera that we don't necessarily have to bring back on camera right now. <laughs> but shit, man, it's always good to catch up with you. It's always good to uh, to talk that real talk with you because I always figured that me and you, we basically the same person. We little differences here and there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my Tupac juice cut fro and you're in your more, more of your African roots, dreads and, and shit, you know, but hey. Two 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 birds of the same feather. That's that's what me and you are, man. Right. Um, shit, what you been up to since the last time we kicked it? First and foremost, before we, before we even get into the topic that you was just introducing us and shit. <laughs> well, uh, I've been through a lot of transitions. I've been through a lot of career transitions. Um, I went from being an associate program director to being a therapist at a residential treatment facility, and now I am an independent consultant, um, a mental health and <clears throat> a mental health and wellness coach. Um. I still am a therapist, but to a lesser degree. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a behavior interventionist, and I'm just a all around, <coughs> just all around networker, bro. Like that's pretty much what it is that I do. Like I'm about to go to Dallas again. I just came from Dallas last last week, networking with like six, seven, eight figure earners in like multiple mm. businesses. And when I say networking, bro, like it sounds like some suit and tie shit. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. No, we was in that bitch doing keg stands and fucking playing beer pong. <laughs> so millennial, like millennial marketing, like literally, you know, because my mother used to tell me, well, you got to learn how to play golf so that you can network. Man, Girl, I've been saying that for the longest time. I want to learn how to play golf and, and tennis and racquetball, squash, all that shit. Bro, I'm telling you, the landscape of millionaires or the landscape of people who have money is changing quickly. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me tell you. So it's no longer just racquetball, tennis shit. Like, it's Call of Duty. It's Mortal Kombat. It's mm. you know, Super Smash Brothers. Mm. The reason why I know this, bro, the reason why I know this, literally, we were in a gaming, we were in a gaming truck. We were playing Super Smash Brothers, right? Super Smash mm. Brothers on the Switch. Sitting right next to me was somebody who owns a pharmacy, bro. Mm. And is getting ready to expand. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right? I have had, I have gone on day party binges with people who own Chick-fil-A, with black, a black man who owns Chick-fil-A's. What? And this nigga is not even 40. See, that's what I'm trying to be in life. I'm trying, you know to, get to, that, I'm trying to get to that bag while I'm still young enough to exactly. enjoy it and shit, right? Exactly, right? Yes. So it's, I, I, when, I say, when I say networking, I literally mean going <laughs> into places 
practice where you provide value or going into spaces where your value is recognized, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good seg- I think that's a good segue into the topic, which is you know essentially Africanity and blackness and how those two things came to coalesce after such a long history of contention. Real shit, man. Like I, I, I was saying this on on a recent post not that long ago. Uh, it seems like Africanness has become the new trend in life. Like as 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 recent as five years ago, it wasn't even cool to be African just because of, you know, President Trump and calling us shithole countries and stuff like that. And the racist white folks still calling us African booty scratches and all those other names that we've heard most of our life growing up. But mm-hmm. the minute Black Panther comes on the screen and, and, and fast forward to coming to America too, which I'm not against either of those movies. I personally like both of them. I personally like most elements of Africanism of it, right? But we can get into dissecting that later as far as what was what was potentially wrong with it. But um, up until those movies came out, I feel like there was some sort of surge, some sort of movement to wanting to get back to your identity or your roots or, or, or figuring out who you are as a people, right? And that's not to say that I have anything wrong with any of that stuff either, because those things those things were stripped away from black folks for 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 centuries and never no one ever had any sort of means of figuring out who they were or tracing that or tracing those kind of things or getting those getting those missing pieces of their identity uh, uh connected right so i'm not against that but to the extent in which it's become popularized now where it feels like it's just a trend where it feels like it's just a wave where it feels like once the next trend comes People are going to forget about Africans again and go back to ridiculing us again. That, that's kind of where I feel I am. And so it's almost like it's 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 marketable. So we're going to make it popular until it's not marketable anymore. I think this is the folly of being a millennial. Right. Mm-hmm. We truly don't understand how global the world actually is. Uh-huh. We still tend to contextualize things coming or things being filtered through the United States, mm-hmm. which is not always true. We have technology that allows us to literally receive information from anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. We do have access to those things. We also have access to different types of entertainment where cultures are represented differently from where it is they will be represented in the United States. Mm-hmm. There is also a push in United States communities for representation of different cultures as it relates to how those cultures are supposed to be quote unquote represented, right? With that being said, if we're talking about black people solely, this trend has come back in style, but it's not new, right? Right. So the Pan-Africanism is an ideology, right? And Pan-Africanism is essentially the ideology that everybody in the African diaspora has connections and roots and relationships to one another, mm-hmm. which then should allow and sustain the culture within and of itself. And to a large degree, be able to create a separate nation for the progress and the uh, ascension of the African people, right? Mm-hmm. So we can literally connect or develop our own interglobal network of African countries that we work with and trade with and engage with, right? Mm-hmm. A la Marcus Garvey. So Pan-Africanism is not new. It's been around since, I want to say it's been around since like the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, at the same time, you have 
the burgeoning black psychology movement, right? Mm -hmm. And the black psychology movement is coming from, you know, the doctors who created the the uh, the two baby tests where one baby was white, the other one was black. You know, the black doctors that created the uh, the the um, what is it? The process of negrescence. Doctors who have created, you know, the uh, uh, the organization of the soul as it relates to the uh, as it relates to the commission as it relates to the commission tradition. Like mm -hmm. there are a myriad of different ways that black people were conceptualized by these black scholars mm -hmm. and. If you recognize there was a there was a strong movement in the 70s and 80s as well that correlated with that black back were black to your roots type of thing, right? As some people started wearing the afros and the dashik and you know what I'm saying, learning about African cultures, right? Right. So even with one of the one of the largest anthems of the time that related to, you know what I'm saying, um overtaking, overtaking capitalism or you know what I'm saying, overturning the oppression, fight the power, right? Mm -hmm. Public was influenced by Dr. Francis Crest Welsing, who was a black psychologist at the time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that connection of information created a popular wave of Africanity. It just wasn't quote unquote as African. So it was African, it was African, but it was Americanized heavily. Like it was made to be really black. Mm -hmm. But at the root of it, it was recognizing that being African is valid. Because without African being valid, there is no being black is valid. Like the two cannot coexist. Right, right, right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. Because blackness came from Africanity. So you can't you can't be like, oh, I'm gonna be black and I'm gonna reject the African parts of my blackness. That mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Right. But but with that. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, I guess I, I get that Africanism and Afghanity was is, is basically cyclical. You know, it goes, yes. in, it started in a certain period, came to the 90s, 2000s, when we were growing up, kind of died down. We were back to being ridiculed and made fun of again. Whereas, <clears throat> you know, I say I'm African, but I get made fun of because I'm African. So I got to go by my American name and just downplay, if not suppress entirely my whole African identity, my whole African culture, to the point where I'm resentful if my parents come pick me up from school or if I bring any of my, I don't want to bring any of my friends home because I don't want them to see my parents and all their Africanness and my dad in a rapa and completely naked underneath that or, mm -hmm. or the house smelling like fish or my mom coming in, coming to pick me up in her African clothes and her open-toed shoes and seeing all her clawed toenails and whatnot. It's 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 me downplaying an entire part of who I am to the point where now I'm starting to internalize. Okay, it's not cool to be African. Why am I why am I African? Why why do I have this African name? Why was I born in this African family? Why can't I just been quote unquote regular black? Because apparently that's the thing to go in right. Like to the point where the first coming to America come out right. Africans are made fun of in that movie. Every black person at that point has some sort of African accent now. Mm. Everybody wants to talk African. Everybody wants to make fun of Africans. Everybody's an African booty scratch of this. Your mom's on National Geographic that. Your mom's swinging, you're, you're, coming, you're, you're swinging these vines with Tarzan and shit. You're, you're mm. bush, bush babies this, right? So. I do know about the bush baby one. That, that one was funny too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I heard a lot of these things growing up as a kid and that's why I got into so many fights as a kid. That's part of my anger issues right there. I'm going to say it like this. 
there was a period of time where I was ashamed of my father, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was because people treated him differently. I'm, I'm going to say two things. One, it's because people treated him differently because he was African, but also, two, they treated him like he was stupid because he was African, which yep. bothered me more, yep, which yep, blew yep. the fuck out of me. Like, yep. I, was at a, I was at O'Hare one time, bro, and we was getting ready to uh, take take Uncle Fred to uh, the gate so that he could go to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And the guard came past, and she was like, oh, you have to move your luggage. And my father was like, oh, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? It's in the way. But his accent is thick. So she was like, sir, we're going to, I'm like, yo, don't talk to my dad like that. Like, he's not stupid. Mm-hmm. He can understand completely what it is. That you like, don't talk to him like that. Like, who's you talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I, I smash, bro. But the thing about it is, <clears throat> once again, looking at it from a global perspective, right? Looking at it from the perspective of what information do we have access to at the time that we have access to it, mm-hmm. right? So take, for example, you remember in the early 2000s when Jamaicans had their time to shine? <laughs> Caribbeans had their time to shine? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, 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 what came from that, right? You get your Rihanna's, right? Uh, or you get your, you get your Nicki Minaj, where I sound. You get your, right, you get your Sean Paul's, you get your fucking DJ Khaled Island Inspiration song, right? <laughs> You but get you still have Caribbean and shit. You feel me? You get to Drake wanting to be every nationality, but you <laughs> your Tory Lanez and shit. Yeah, you, you dig what I'm saying? But it inspired that sustainability <clears throat> or that 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 production of that culture in that way, mm-hmm. right? So now, what's going on with this rise of Africanity? In my mind, is people are beginning to see not just blatant caricatures but small intricacies that allow them to see that African culture truly is intertwined in black culture mm. in ways that can be modernized. Right. Mm. So <clears throat> the appeal about black Panther wasn't that it was a black movie. Right. Yeah. That wasn't the appeal at all. The appeal of black Panther was that the directors and the writers and the producers took so much time to literally learn about external cultures to the point where they could literally seen together or pieced together the uh, similarities between African cultures and black cultures and then make it modern and not only make it modern, but make it, make it futuristic. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so people so futuristic to the point where people started doing think pieces. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, and it was, it was, it was described with so much nuance. Like if you really sit and think about it, like they literally made it into a family drama. Yeah, yeah, that's that's precise. That's exactly what it was. It was a it was an entire family drama. You had the black cousin uh-huh. and the African the African family. You think it was like that's exactly what happened. You had you had you, the, you had the estranged, displaced African is African who grew up in America, trying to come back to his roots and try and be accepted and try and make right the wrongs that he experienced growing up his whole life, but it's ultimately met with rejection because African folks aren't as accepting of their displaced ancestors or relatives, so I, so I say, um, that it creates a clash in the self and we're fighting each other for no reason, right? Right. With that said, um, why is it, in your opinion, do you feel like most Africans don't like or don't, or don't accept or don't value or don't treat the same their distant black cousins because essentially we are all from africa right the difference is us as africans we know our history and black americans have their history stripped from them right but that doesn't mean that they know the history say say like say again doesn't mean that they don't know the history right because remember exactly. I'm, I'm half black. exactly you are half black right 
your, your, your dad's African, but your mom is black, right? Mm -hmm. So in your experience growing up in that household, right? Why is it in your opinion that most black folks are not as accepting, are not as accepting as Africans and vice versa? Two reasons. One, white supremacy, and I'm gonna break that down in a minute, but also two, <clears throat> this perception of I'm better than you. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And that exists on both sides, right? Uh -huh. I'll explain. White supremacy was my main reason because both Nigeria, so in, in our in our experience, we're Nigerian, right? Yeah. Both Nigeria and black people in the United States of America have something in common, which is they were colonized by white people. Mm -hmm. Colonized by the British and the United States was colonized by a multitude of motherfuckers, right? Mm -hmm. we, we got that going. Yeah. Nigeria sees its colonization as something that happened in this country's history that doesn't affect it to this point. Mm -hmm. Right? Some some Nigerians really don't see the correlation between the two. Uh -huh. And they want to see it because that means that they would have to remove or reduce some of the pride that they have about their country. And Nigerians are extremely proud people. Man. Right. Uh, we we do you not you're not gonna be talking about Nigeria crazy, bro. Like that's just not gonna happen. I was I was screaming off the top of my lungs last night when Francis Ngannou became the champion. And he's not even Nigerian, he's freaking he's from Cameroon. But exactly you treat Af Africans treat other people from other countries as, as if they're their own for whatever reason. Exactly. But yet we can't do that with the Africans who have been displaced here. In well, America. hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to that point. I'm gonna get to that point, right? Okay, okay. So I'm using Nigeria as an example because I'm Nigerian, right? right? So Nigeria, Nigerians perceive their colonization to be a different type of colonization. And in some ways it was, right? Mm -hmm. It was more so of a power power and structural colonization rather than a chattel and enslavement colonization. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's the reason why Nigeria has a very strong cultural pride, but there's a lot of um, administrative uh, corruption, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. that's, where white, that's where white supremacy ripped that rip that structure from right mm -hmm. with black people white supremacy really ripped the structure of our humanity and our ability to access particular things in an environment mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so white supremacy was still the common denominator between those two things it just impacted differently right mm -hmm. so with nigerians what you have is a system of extreme poverty, but also a system of extreme wealth where people can literally sit on either side of that line at any mm -hmm. point in time. Mm -hmm. Whereas within black people, you have black people who are extremely wealthy, you have black people who are extremely poor and more people exist within the middle. Mm -hmm. But because African people are not here in this country and they don't recognize that even white people treat Africans differently from black people. Yep. Right? Yep. When they recognize that they come here, if they like say, let's say for example, you know people who don't look African? Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. People who don't look African aren't able to receive that minority status that African people receive. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, they still a nigga. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that, that type of engagement prevents a lot of black people, not, that's not the only thing, but it prevents a lot of black people from, you know what I'm saying, being socially salient. The thing that Nigerians think is access is really submission, mm. right? Nigerian people will come here and they will literally do whatever it is 
that some of these instructors, some of these teachers, some of these yep. bosses, some of these administrators, they will do whatever it is that they say, yep. not because they're white, but because that's an inherent part of our culture. It's, yep. it's different. Yep. Right. But because they are doing it in the context of white people, white people are perceiving that as submission. Yep. So a Nigerian person will then turn around and say to a black person the same thing that white people say to black people, which is if you were to work harder, you would be going further. Mm -hmm. When the reality of the situation is black people nine times out of 10 don't even get a call to come to the don't even get a call to come to the court to play. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's two different types of oppression that lead to two different type of realities based upon the cultures that are present. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which allows which allows a lot of African people and a lot of Nigerian people to be like, oh, to essentially look down on black people. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you get that whole idea on the black people side. That's where you get that whole idea of foundational black Americans. Like that shit, that shit blows me, but I understand <laughs> where it came from. Like it's the most annoying shit, bro. Speak on it, man. Speak on it. So Speak on it. the foundational black Americans movement is a movement of black people in the united states who have aligned themselves with the ideology that their genealogy only goes as far as the shores that the enslaved people were dropped off on and i'm just like yep yep so y'all niggas is just gonna conveniently ignore biology my brother my brother you, you got it right? I'm, <laughs> that, I'm the, whole, the whole the whole mindset of I'm black. I'm not African. Well, hold on. Or, or I'm African and I'm not black. Right. And not I was going to whole mindset. Right? Because that's no longer genealogy. That's now culture. Yeah. Right. You're now talking about a difference in culture. So with foundational black Africans, their issue is, is that they per they perceive Africans the same way white people perceive Mexicans. Mm. That's heavy. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> that's no, heavy like, no, like sincerely. Like they're like, oh, African people are immigrants who are coming in and getting our jobs and stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> you, realize these, you realize these people are black, right? Yeah. You realize a, a, a fundamental part of the Africans in the United States of America are, are working class citizens, right? Yeah. You do realize that all of like a, like sixty five to eighty percent of my uncles growing up were cab drivers, dickhead. You realize that, right? Like, but you're going to sit up here and say, oh, yeah, they're taking drivers, ice cream truck drivers, janitors, lunch for liquor or, 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 or liquor store attendants, liquor or store owners. owners, gas station clerks, that type of shit. Exactly. That yeah. type of time. You feel me? So they, they were working class people. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So once again, on the black people side, well, with foundational black Africans, I was using them as an example. Uh -huh. But with black people, black people swear they swear that African people hate black people. It's not a dislike. It's not. African people hate black people. And I'm just like, no, they don't. Not at all. They, 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 and this, this is an example. This is an example of somebody feeling as if somebody feeling as if though they are the problem when the problem is the problem, right? And I can't blame black people for internalizing it that way because we that's the reason why when black people hear the word akata, they immediately think it means nigga. They off top. Uh -huh. Take off. Like, oh, this, 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 this mean nigga, don't it? No, not it don't. All. I'm not saying that it's the most endearing term, but yeah. it's nothing like that. It's in no way, shape, or form like that. Yeah. And and black folk take that and they take that personally. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in saying that, when you have 
these black people who feel like African people hate them. Mm-hmm. African people will say, no, we don't hate you. We hate some of the things that you think about Africans. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Like yeah, we, yeah. we we hate some of the dumb shit that y'all say about Africans. Yeah. Right? Because y'all make it seem as if though we are we are we are primitive. Y'all make it seem as if though we don't have any like what bro, we don't take baths, we don't have running water. Are you serious? We, we, we live in huts and shit. We live in bushes. And- we chase lions and shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. what? Like yeah, like y'all be making jokes about that shit, Kiki and shit. But the reality of the situation is, some of y'all really think that that's how that shit go down. Yeah. Whole time we can show you houses that are bigger than your shit by ten times. <laughs> yeah. My brother, you 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 are trying to compare your apartments <laughs> to my compound. <laughs> Say that. What, bro? A, a compound. A, a, a compound. Compound. Not a house. We we not own an apartment. It all. Right. Not a house, not an apartment, not a condo, not none of that shit. A compound. We own all that shit. Not just a everything state, that's not around a city, us for at least for at least half a mile belongs to us. Yes. We got houses, we got we got houses, we got houseboy houses, and we got land. And depending oh. upon how much money your family make, bro, like what if you got rich people in your family in Nigeria, them niggas like to ball out. Yes. Like how you got you got you got marble floors from Dubai. For what? When everything else around you is nothing but dirt, and you still got to clean up the fucking dirt on your marble. Exactly. Floor. You you still got to sweep the house out. But you, you got know? it just for sake. But of you but you got it from Dubai. Yeah, for the sake just for the sake of having it. Just for the sake of having it, right? You got three. You got a you got a three, four, five, six carport, and you only got two cars. <laughs> My friend for walks, right? Yo, I can name this motherfuckers. I swear to God, bro. If you tell a motherfucker right now, if you go, if you go to Nigeria, you can find somebody driving a Lamborghini. They'll look at you like you crazy. Yeah, yeah. They will look at you like you crazy. There are motherfuckers. With I can go to. I can go to Africa. I can not just one place, multiple. I can go to multiple places in Africa with the, uh, with a very little or very small white population and find multiple people. Driving Lamborghinis, multiple people driving cars that cost more than your house, multiple people yeah. driving these vehicles that you find in the rich white neighborhoods in the United States, bro. Or you see in motherfucking rap videos, G. So, so it's insulting. So with that, uh, another part of it is the fact that black folks, and I'll say African folks too, we treat we treat each other like we're monolithic, like everybody, yeah. like everybody's the exact same. Like everybody has the exact same circumstances, the exact same story, the exact same humble beginnings. Where, again, going back to one of your earlier points, you only know what you have the access of seeing until you physically go see it for yourself or do the research on your own. You won't know any different. Or you have somebody that'll give you a firsthand, firsthand knowledge. Because like, bro, like some of the shit that people say to me, I'm just like, or some of the shit that I've heard. Like, what's 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 one of the what's what's some of the dumbest shit that I've ever? Oh, can you speak African? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you wear African clothes? What's your African name mean? Do you have an African name? Why is your first name your American name and your middle name your African name? Not Nigerian. Yeah, African. Yeah, because Africa because Africa is a specific country in Africa. Apparently, as if though, as if though in Nigeria alone, we don't have three main tribes, and yeah. then a whole all like how many is it? How many ethnic tribes do we have? Like, like, like 100. 
112 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Like it's 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 a huge amount of ethnic tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not 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 my Nigerian name, not my Igbo name, right? Mm. Not my Ngwa name. What's my right? African name? What's my African name? That's like me. That's like me saying to you, "What's your black name?" Toby. My name is Steven. I know, but I know it's like a Jadarius in there somewhere. My uh-huh. like, where is it? Come on, <laughs> come on. I know there's a Lamonte somewhere. <laughs> Not Lamonte. <laughs> The fact that I actually, knew somebody, I actually knew somebody named Lamonte growing up, that's a sad part, too. The Children of Immigrants Podcast will be back after these messages. Welcome back to the Children of Immigrants Podcast. I'm still sitting here with Odalakachi Hezekiah, my boy, my cousin. I'm going to try and say your last name. I'm going to fuck around butcher your last name, man. I ain't even gonna try it. <laughs> Just because I'm African don't mean I know how to say other African names, all right? Which is another another one of those dumb African stereotypes that we were just talking about, all right? Do you know such and such? Can you teach me how to do this African dance? Nigga, no. You too. I can't help you. I'm sorry. You dig what I'm saying? But the thing is, like, so we were talking about the popularity of Africanity and how it's getting to this, you know, particular apex. Mm-hmm. And all together, I mean, I really just think it's, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a result of two things. One, of course, the popularity of Black Panther, but also two, in a way, globalization, right? Mm-hmm. So Nollywood is one of the largest, largest grossing film, largest grossing film uh, conglomerates in the world, Nollywood. Hollywood is America, Bollywood is India. India and Nollywood, Nollywood is, is Nigeria, yep. So... And we 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 been we been fucking with Nollywood movies since before they was popping. You dig uh, what I'm saying? One dollar, like, a Sophia the, the, terrible, in the terrible graphics and everything, right? Yeah. And I can't stand those movies, man. I, I Yo, for whatever reason, my, my sibling love my siblings love them. My parents love them. Me personally, I hate them, bitches. I, I think it's the graphics, bro. It's the graphics. It's it's the way they talk. Storyline. It's everything is so dramatic. Hey, the If you like Rongo, Mexico City. I don't care. Hi! Why are you running? Why are you running? Yeah? What? You owe me money. You have to give me back my money. Which money? I owe you which money? Oh, because I'm running for you, eh? Now, let me tell you something, Mr. Man. I'm only running because I don't want you to see me that I did not travel. Okay? Now that you have seen me, man, do your worst. I just want my money back. Which money? You lie. You lie, Mr. Albert. You can't win on that. Even if you involve the police, I'll win this case. You're right. Uh-huh. You gave me money to buy tickets. I used it for something else. What I use it for is none of your business. Oh, is that what you're saying now? Yeah. You're in great. You know how you cried before I gave you that money? Oh yes, I remember how I cried like a baby, please give me money. Yeah, I remember. But guy, come! When you gave me the money, was it under duress? Huh? You and your right senses when you gave me the money. Huh? I took it from you. I didn't steal it from you, yeah? Even if I like, let me take the money you give to me, note by note. You need to wipe my gnash after shitting. It's my business, not your business. True talk, y'all. True talk, y'all. Like, bro, what, bro? 
it's comedy for some people, but I think it's the dumbest shit ever. I don't get it. But hey, to each his own. <laughs> but all together, that shows that African people are able to and have always been able to produce things of value on their own. It's oh, just yeah. up to it's just up to other people to recognize that it's valuable, right? Yeah. Not to say that we need permission from external people in order to be great, but recognizing that the value that we are speaking about is more so of an Americanized value. Oh yeah. Right. It's one. Also, two, black people all together, whether they be from the continent and not from the continent. You ever notice that black people never want to be a version of other black people, but they always want to be a version of other white people? Nasty. <laughs> like, no. just, 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 just think about that for a second, right? Uh, other black people don't want to be called other black people, mm-hmm. right? Other Latino people despise being called other Latino people. And the closer you get to Negro Latino people, the angrier they get, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. White people don't mind being mistaken for other cultures of white people. Mm-hmm. And black people don't get mind, don't do not get mind, do not mind being mistaken, being mixed. And some Latino people don't either. Mm-hmm. What's the common denominator in all five of those things? Blackness. Blackness and whiteness, right? So when we're looking at it from that perspective of why don't we want to be like one another? Because some something in us is telling us that that person is bad or that idea is bad or that thing is not valuable mm-hmm. or this is not this is not aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Who has a history of telling colored people that they're not aesthetically pleasing and their culture is not something that needs to be engaged in by calling it savage? White folks. Exactly. Nasty. Right. So when you begin, when black people begin doing things for themselves and amongst themselves, have you noticed that black people tend to resonate with those things more because they can identify more of themselves in it? Uh-huh. Right? Because you were talking about African people appropriating black culture. Absolutely. And the first thing that the first thing that a lot of Africans will say is, well, it came from us. So how how are we? How are we? Oh, we are appropriating our own people. But, 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 pause, but, pause. but when we say, when we say that we came from y'all. Or when we say that these things are African, y'all don't want you don't, you don't want to deal with it. Y'all y'all distance yourself from it even further, right? But you attach yourselves to the things that are perceived as valuable across the world. Yep. So then you begin to realize that this is not a one way thing. Yep. Because if I were to really talk to Africa, if I were to really go venture, because I don't believe that African people can, I don't believe that African people can uh can can culturally appropriate from Black people, and I don't believe that Black people can culturally appropriate from African people. That's like saying. You learning something from your mother is cultural appropriation. Nasty. Ah, okay, okay. Like that's that's it, on its on its face. Yeah, it's yeah, stupid. It's one of the it's one of the same. We're the same people. We come exactly. from the same shit. You on can, its you face, can't steal your own shit. Yeah, on yeah. its face, it's really stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. So, biggest example is hip hop. Uh huh. Right. Hip hop began exploding. When I say hip hop, I'm talking about hip hop infused. Hip hop infused African pop mm-hmm. started exploding in like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. right? When I say exploding, I mean like literally, motherfuckers was making them records at full speed. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where you get your debans. That's where you get your 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 your, your, your That's where you get your 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 your, your Davidos, your your Burna Boys, like all of these things. You feel what I'm saying? Final, final, uh-huh. right? All of these 
all of your technos, right? All of these people, mm -hmm. even though all of those are not Nigerian, but they're still all African, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have all of these people, you have all of these individuals who are not fundamentally, quote unquote, to use that bullshit, fundamentally black Americans, right? They, uh -huh. they have never touched America. Uh-huh. They have never touched New York City. Mm -hmm. They've never been to Sedgwick Avenue. They've touched, they can, they've touched Atlanta, if anything. Right. They've touched Atlanta and maybe Texas, if anything. Maybe. Possibly Chicago. Possibly. But none of those places, but none of those places are the birth are the birthplace of hip hop, right? Not at all. Yet and still, they're using hip hop as a vehicle in order to culturally make their make the music more culturally diverse and more appealing and more marketable. More mainstream. So your question was, when does Africanity stop being marketable? Yeah. My question to you would be, when does blackness stop being marketable? I would venture to say never because we are, blackness in general is the culture. We're the needle that moves the culture forward, whether it's, right. whether it's in politics, whether it's in hip hop, whether it's in fashion, whether it's in business, whatever. We're the needle, the one common denominator in every era of humanity that has pushed the culture forward. You want to know when I knew Africanity wasn't going nowhere? No when? time soon. When? When I started seeing white people slapping fufu on TikTok. I've seen those videos and those anger me so much. It angers me when black people say dumb shit. That's what bothers me. Because I, I I would expect to hear that from a white person, but not a black person. Yeah, yeah. Actually, to be quite honest, I do expect to hear it from black people. I just get so I just get so disappointed when it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, bro. Come on, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still on this tip, and it's 2021. Cut it out. Cut it out. You dig what I'm saying? But the reason why the reason why I made that point is this: not to say that white people validate anything, right? Because they think they do, but they don't. Right. Not to say that, but to say the amount of popularity and the amount of exposure that Africans have garnered for themselves through different mediums, having nothing to do with black people, mm -hmm. shows that that is where black people, that, that drive, that ability to create something out of nothing, that came from African people. Mm -hmm. Hip hop, hip hop is mm -hmm. an example of black and brown people creating something out of nothing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. they, can, they call DJ Cool Herb the godfather of hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. Black, Jamaican, right? Going back to my point, once again. So if hip hop is an example of black people in the United States of America making something out of nothing, and then African people, 40 years later, continue to utilize this sound in order to amplify their own voices. That's still the cult, that's still the same culture in different phases and different iterations. Yep. Because you trace it back, you can trace it back through history in multiple different ways. Right? Mm -hmm. So African people, right? because of once again, globalization, because of the access to technology, because of advances in telecommunication, African people are now doing that themselves without, uh, without Americans or black people being the middle, being the, being the, the middle ground, mm -hmm. right? So they don't have to come through us in order to produce content in the United States. They could just do it themselves and yep. people from the United States can see it. That's where we get Afrobeats from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not Afrobeat, Afrobeats. Yeah, Afrobeats. Right? Yeah. right? So, but once again, if you look at Africa, if you look at Africa as a as a continent throughout its throughout its current development, mm -hmm. there was a lot of black involvement with that as well. 
right? Especially throughout the civil rights movement, especially throughout the exchange of ideas across continents, right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming as it relates to black resistance movements and how, low, how the strategies in those black resistance movements could be applied to newly independent African countries. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only reason why those newly, the only reason why those newly minted or newly independent African countries destabilized again is because they got too much power yep. in the United States did a coup d'etat. Right. So yep. once again, going back to that whole idea of white people injecting themselves into a perception of black people to African people and vice versa. Right. Because let's think about it. What if Gaddafi wasn't assassinated? That country would have never fell. Exactly. Yeah. Right? What if the United States, what if the United States did not intervene in the way Liberia was, in the way that Liberia was attempting to get itself together? Because every country is going to have a civil war, right? At at, at some point in time, they're, they're like if the country has a difference in cultures or a difference in ethnic groups, they're going to fight. Yeah. They Nigeria are. had a civil war. Does it happen in the United States? Yeah. So why does the United States feel that it can intervene in the development of a country that it's in, that's inherently its own? It goes back to reconstitute to my point that white supremacy and us <laughs> perceiving each other through a white lens is where that disdain comes from. When we discard that lens or when we move away from that lens or when we conceptualize outside of it is when we get more black and African residents. Mm-hmm. Since you're talking about black folks perceiving themselves through a white lens and Africans per- perceiving black folks through a white lens and vice versa, you're basically talking about the Willie Lynch syndrome, but tenfold, right? Yes. Explain explain your takes on the on the Willie Lynch syndrome and, and why it's been so detrimental to us constantly fighting each other when we should just be together at this point. So people, there's a lot of <clears throat> There's a lot of debate on whether or not the Willie Lynch letter is actually accurate or whether or not it's real. Right. Me as an individual, whether it's chronologically accurate, I don't give a fuck about that. The fact mm-hmm. is somebody wrote it. The fact is that somebody was able to observe this, pull this together, put it together in such a way where it can be, where it can be uh, uh, communicated in this way. Yep. That's what matters to me. The fact that somebody saw this and was able to write it down. Yep. That means that it happened. Yep. Right. That means it has some type of foundational validity at some level. Right. So what do I feel about the Willie Lynch syndrome? Or even or even in modern terms, the Killmonger syndrome, because, again, we're talking about displaced Africans fighting against their own roots and vice versa when we're essentially all the same people. Was Killmonger really fighting against his own roots? He wasn't. It was, it was us fighting back against him for wanting to be included in his roots. And, and Killmonger, the problem with Killmonger was the fact that he was so, he was so much of an extremist, whereas Africans, even if we have those extreme tendencies, nine times out of tens, we're more pacifists. We kind of just let, we kind of just let shit go. We kind of just don't want to be involved with it until it directly impacts us. Even if it impacts us in a small way, we're going to do our, our best to distance ourselves from it because we don't want a conflict. We're going to preserve peace at all costs. Right. And so talking about the Willie Lynch or the Killmonger syndrome, I think that it is an example and I think that it is a illustration of how Blackness 
has been psychically impacted and psychically severed from Africanity by white people through multiple variations, mm -hmm. right? Whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, what have you. White people literally took black people and molded them into being, I'm sorry, white people took African people and molded them into being enslaved human beings. Mm -hmm. That is not something that you can ignore. That is not something that you can remove. That is not something you can pretend it did not happen. It did. Mm -hmm. Right. That type of dehumanization, even the threat of that type of dehumanization is going to render, and you and I both know this, it's, it's pure behaviorism, right? Yeah. It's going oh, yeah. to render some type of behavioral change or outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This bottom line, right? So when we talk about the Willie Lynch syndrome, we're talking about an illustration of how to condition an individual into a particular behavioral outcome. When we're talking about the Killmonger syndrome, that's the extreme outcome of a person being put under that type of duress, gaining consciousness. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Or, or developing consciousness of his or her oppression, mm. right? Which is the reason why I asked you, do you really think that Killmonger was fighting his roots? Or was he pulling the rest of his family into a war that they did not want to take part in because they were passive? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Killmonger's, Killmonger's goal was to literally fuck everybody up who had been fucking with black people. Like, that was his main goal. He was like, everybody who been fucking with niggas, now we finna fuck with y'all. And yeah. we finna let y'all know how that shit feel. Yeah. That was his only aim. And me personally, I'm not even gonna hold. I feel like if Killmonger was a little bit less, not even a, not even a whole lot, just a little bit less extreme. To Charlie right? went with it. So for me, I didn't want him to go to war with them. I really right. did not want him to do that. Yeah. What I wanted him to do was I wanted him to equip everybody with weapons and then let motherfuckers try something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Please try something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We will burn this bitch to the ground. Mm -hmm. All we have a list of demands. The first one being secession from all y'all motherfuckers. The second one being fair trade. The third one being the ability to have the power over our own judicials and the ability to the ability to literally secede from the United States of America. Full autonomy. Full autonomy. Mm -hmm. If you choose to go back to Africa, you can choose to go back to Africa or wherever states that will take in these black refugees. Wherever they're taking in these black refugees, we're gonna have we're gonna have a deposit of some type of fucking what is it of vibranium. We're mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna build we're gonna we're gonna have this base. They're gonna be here protecting black people, mm -hmm. and that's how that's gonna go. What they would have set in motion was an entire series of things that contributed to eventually all black people returning back to Africa. Yeah. Because what was gonna happen is niggas was gonna be tight that now niggas got protection, mm -hmm. and niggas got the type of protection that you can't do shit with. Mm -hmm. Niggas is literally blowing y'all entire army out the water. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Our ships can fly at hyperspeed, bitch. <laughs> you not catching me. At all. At all. You not catching me, bro. Right? Our warriors can beat all y'all niggas ass hand to hand without question. We are a race of super soldiers. Because we are the, we are the, we're the original. The whole underlying message is that we're the original men. Exactly. And, and you stripped our originality from us. Exactly. To try, to try and make us more more, more, more docile, more of the quote unquote model minority.
Exactly, exactly, bro. Right. So Killmonger's Killmonger's thing was, I want to be able to do to people the same thing that they did to us, Absolutely. and that was because his father got killed. So I Absolutely. can I can understand that vengeance, right? Yeah. For me, if Killmonger would have been if Killmonger would have been on some literally Black Panther Party type shit, mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> Give everybody something. Uh, Every black person who signed up for this army right now. Give them something. If they turn out to be a rat, kill them niggas. Like seriously, it will be a hybrid. It will be a hybrid between street rules and fucking uh 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 and fucking autonomy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yo, the only thing we are asking from y'all niggas is to allow us to secede. Yeah, that is it. That is all we want to be left alone. The only reason why we got guns is for our protection. Y'all don't shoot us, we not gonna shoot y'all. If y'all shoot us, it's not gonna end well for y'all. Mm-hmm. Cause with D, y'all was looking for weapons of mass destruction. Here it is. Here it is. What you wanna do about it? What, what you wanna do about it? It's this right here. <laughs> I got it in your face. And I, I boy, I'll blow, I'll blow your motherfucking brains out. <laughs> with me if you want to. All we asking from y'all niggas is to let us succeed, right? Mm-hmm. So thinking about that in realistic terms, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about that in self-sufficient terms, Black people, African people, people who exist in the diaspora overall. Mm-hmm. When we are talking about looking at each other or perceiving each other or, you know, uh, 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 attempting to measure one another with a yardstick that doesn't even pick up the measurement that we have or doesn't even have the unit of measurement that we need to measure. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't have that. So I feel like a lot of the things related to African people and Black Black people have a lot to do with the way that we've been conceptualized to one another through, you know, some of the propaganda surrounding the transatlantic slave trade and socialization of black people into whiteness and all that. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode right here went a little past the time limits that I wanted it to go. But that's all good. That just means we had a lot of content, a lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to keep more of that good shit coming towards y'all. So this episode right here, this is part one of two. Part two is going to come out tomorrow. In the meantime, I'm going to leave you guys with more of the Killmonger clips that kind of inspired this whole discussion, inspired this whole episode. Until next time, guys. shaped herb to give you the powers of the black panther and take you to the ancestral plane
What did I tell you about going into my things? Hmm? What did you find? Your home. I gave you a key, hoping that you might see it someday. Yes, the sunsets there are the most beautiful in the world. But I fear you still may not be welcome. Why? They will say you are lost. But I'm right here. No tears for me? Everybody dies. It's just life around here. Well, look at what I've done. I should have taken you back long ago. Instead, we are both abandoned here. Maybe your home's the ones that's lost. That's why they can't find us. Verb to that. It's all of it. Yes. So when it comes time for another king, we will be ready. Another king? Yeah, go ahead and burn all that. My king, we cannot do that. It is our tradition. <laughs> when I tell you to do something, I mean that shit. <laughs> burn it all! <laughs> 